Welcome to Chewing the Fat with yours truly, Jeff Fisher. How in the world are you today? You look great. I have a question for you, though. Um, does being verified on social network, is it what it used to be? Is it? Because I am verified on Twitter, and I'm verified on Facebook, but I'm not verified on Instagram. But looking around the landscape of things in today's world, I see a number of people that have blue check marks that make me question, is the verification process what it used to be? It's just a question I seem to be pondering today. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Happy birthday. First, let me start with uh, happy birthday to uh, my son, Maximus, my youngest son, 17 years old today. One more year, one more year, and it's pack them and hit the road. So happy birthday. (laughs) I remember, do you remember when he was born, we were doing a radio show in Tampa with Glenn and Stu and myself, we were still, we were, we were, we were, I think we may have still been doing the afternoon show, but we were doing the morning show for sure. We were still doing, we were doing the national show. And, uh, you know, Amber had the baby at six o'clock in the morning and, uh, I came to work. She was fine. The kid was fine. It's time to work. Let's go. It's nine o'clock Eastern. There's plenty of time. Left the hospital around seven, hung out for about an hour. Great. We got a new kid. I'm going to work. And I never forget turning the corner that morning and Glenn's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I come to work. We got a show to do. And uh, there's a bit somewhere out there in the radio sphere world where uh, Stu pretends to be Amber calling me to come and pick her up. And it was a funny bit on going for the whole show. It was really funny. I don't think my wife ever thought it was funny, but it was funny. And uh, so if you. You know, get an opportunity to find that out there in radio sphere might be worth listening to. And then again, maybe not. So this story was yesterday in my in my fat pile, and I didn't get to it, and I and I didn't get to it because I thought, oh, who cares, right? I, I mean, it was in the fat pile. They talk about a guy buying $540 worth of Girl Scout cookies to help the girls get out of the cold. And the story is he came up and he bought seven packs of cookies and he gave the girls 40 bucks and told them to keep the change. And then he came back a little bit later and said, okay, you know what? Pack up all your cookies. I'm going to take them all and get you girls out of the cold. And what they had with them cost him $540. Now, you know, the jokes to me are like, so the guy bought a whole table of Girl Scout cookies. So? Who hasn't done that before? <laughs> I mean, yes. Okay. How come I don't get a story about me when I pay off the cookie table? So I thought, okay. And he took his pictures and they were all happy. You know, what a great guy and all this stuff. The good Samaritan and got us out of the cold. And that's what Girl Scouts do. It's wonderful. Well, uh, if you are, let's say, wanted by, I don't know, the federal authorities, Uh, You may not want to take your picture with Girl Scouts. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so we've all agreed that Harvey Weinstein is this bad, evil guy, right? He's this bad, evil guy, but he's and he's lost his business. He lost his he lost his uh, his his coworkers. He's lost just about everything. But he's not in jail, and he hasn't been convicted of anything uh, legally. Convicted of anything? He's been convicted uh, out of court by thousands of people. And he fired his attorney because he didn't think his attorneys were doing him justice. And so he hired Ronald S. Sullivan Jr. Ronald S. Sullivan Jr., law professor at Harvard University. He's a faculty dean at the Winthrop House, one of the college's 12 residential houses. He was the first black man to serve in that position. He also directs Harvard's Criminal Justice Institute and Trial Advocacy Workshop. He advised the campaign of Senator Barack Obama uh, on criminal justice issues. He represented Michael Brown's family in their suit against the city of Ferguson, Missouri. And his work has led to the release of 6,000 wrongfully incarcerated people. He's the guy. He's the guy. He's the he's the progressive attorney of the world. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, because he decided to represent Harvey Weinstein, he's now on the bad list. Uh, and he's on the bad list because students don't feel safe. Um, more than 50 students attended a protest, demanded that he resign his position as dean over the alleged Me Too failings. The Association of Black Harvard Women also wants him gone. What has been made especially clear is that you have failed us, they wrote in a letter. You have failed the black women in this community, not only as one of the few black faculty deans on campus, but also as a community leader, someone who we respected and looked to for guidance. Um, what? I mean, he himself hasn't been accused of anything. He's just representing Harvey Weinstein. That is absolutely Amazing. Uh, innocent until proven guilty, innocent until proven guilty. Not anymore. You can't even be the attorney of someone that's supposed to be guilty. That is agonizing. Good luck though, Mr. Sullivan. Good luck. Cause I don't know how you come out of this. Good luck. All right, let's go to the break room. I need a drink. I need a I need an ice cold Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, I'll tell you that. Oh my gosh. That is so good. While we're in the break room, I want to remind you to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Uh, I appreciate you listening, but I really would appreciate you more if you subscribe. Um uh, that's all you need to do. You look. You know you're listening now. It's available on, on any podcast platform, um, wherever free podcasts are sold. Uh, this one is available. Uh, you just need to subscribe. And you know we talk about rating and reviewing it and sharing it. You can do all that, but first you need to subscribe. So and I, you know, we need the subscribers. Now after you subscribe, you can rate and review and share it. It's real easy, and I've made it easy for you because. You don't have to think about it at all. You just rate it 20 stars and you review it best podcast ever and you share it. You just share it in the first email that pops up into your email address box. That's who you share it with and say, hey, thinking of you and you share it. It's just that simple. 
But first, you need to subscribe. I uh, really need your help with the subscribership, and then we'll you know we, we'll talk about the rating and the reviewing and the and the sharing. But first and foremost, let's subscribe to Chewing the Fat with yours truly. All right, a couple of headlines. Uh, as long as we're hanging out in the break room, eleven-year-old uh, boy lands a book deal. He's crocheting. He apparently uh, did some crocheting and some of his creations went viral. And so, hey, let's give him a book deal. Why not? Right? And I, I, it's tough for me to make fun of that because uh, I want to, uh, you know, I, I'm willing to take a book deal uh, for crocheting. If that's, uh, you know, I hope he makes a ton of money. Uh, also, uh, another headline that uh, I thought was uh, like, uh, duh. A uh, new study. They got study money for this. Study money for this. New parents face up to six years of sleep deprivation. Really? Thank you. They got study money for that? Just ask any parent in America. They'll tell you what you get to sleep deprivation. On top of which, uh, I found that uh, I didn't get much sleep deprivation because, uh, well, I, uh, I had a wife. Also, we have a headline that's completely fake news. I, I've been seeing this headline everywhere. I've been seeing the pictures, and it's absolutely fake. It's an impossible story to be real. There's a picture of a fat rat stuck in a sewer, and it talks about the nine-person rescue effort to get it out of the sewer. It's trying to come up out of the sewer, and it's stuck, and they try they rescue this fat rat. Now, A... Let's 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 take the premise that it is true. Um, why are we trying to? We are. Why are we spending time, energy, and money trying to save a rat? I'm sorry, Peta. I know this is where you and I get off the rails with each other, but no, rats are not worth saving. Sorry, a rat coming out of the sewer is not worth saving. We're not spending man hours. We're not spending. I could wasting equipment. None of it. It's gone. Have a nice day. Now, let, that's it, presuming that it's this is a real story. However, rats don't get stuck. That's what makes them rats. They don't get stuck. If their heads can get through something, their body can get through something. I don't care. Rats don't get stuck. This is not a real story. This is, this, this is made up. It's all you're going to find out. I promise you you're gonna find out this story is fake rats do not get stuck that's what makes them rats period all right let's talk a little bit a uh, little bit of TV uh, and a little bit of uh, you know streaming videos uh, I found out this morning which a story I didn't know I was doing uh, chewing the fat on uh, Pat unleashed uh, and uh, he brought up Netflix changing the ending to the notebook. And I thought, no. But then I, I look it up and, and it's, it looks like it's real. I don't think they changed it. I think they just cut it out. Because the actual ending of the movie where they roll the credits and stuff is the birds flying over the lake and, you know, where they went for their little boat ride and they're all in love out there. But it doesn't. Apparently, Netflix cut out the part where they die together. Spoiler alert, I know, for the notebook. That can't be. 
I cannot wait. I didn't bring it up on my phone. I didn't have time. I, I, I was busy today, and I didn't actually go and log into Netflix on my computer to see and see the number. I'm going to. We're going to investigate this because if that's true, what I don't understand. I completely don't understand if that's true. Why do you change? Uh, you put a movie up on your platform and then change the ending? What? It can't be. It's got to be like it was edited or the movie was put in wrong or something, right? There's got to be some kind of excuse for that. Got to be. Got to be. Now, there's also a new show coming out on Netflix from Ricky Gervais, uh, Afterlife. I am so looking forward to this. It looks so good because he is going to be such a jerk. If you get a chance to watch the preview of Afterlife, it's going to be really funny because he's going to be such a jerk. And that is me. I want to play that. I'm so jealous of Ricky Gervais playing this part. And this is his deal with Netflix and his show. And good for him. I mean, I'm happy for him, but I am jealous of this part because this is a great, great part. I want to be that jerk so bad. I want to be that jerk bad. Also, we have Game of Thrones uh, coming up uh, in April, right? And we also know that we saw the we saw the Bud Light commercials during the Super Bowl with Game of Thrones. They're also in a deal with uh, the makeup brand Urban Decay with Game of Thrones. This is their final season, so they might as well milk it. Let's make the millions, right? And now we're looking forward to a special Oreo cookie package Game of Thrones themed packages. Nice. So are we going to look forward to maybe the Game of Thrones sitting off set, eating Oreos? You know, that's going to be the commercial. They're waiting to shoot uh, the the dragon and, uh, you know, they're eating Oreos. Could be. Or they they dream up, well, if we only had something to eat that had cream and chocolate on the outside that we could dip in milk. Huh? I just come up with two great plans for you. You're welcome, Game of Thrones. You're welcome. All right, a couple of education stories. Uh, this story, how, I don't know what to make of this story. I don't want to. I want to be happy for the kid, or sad for the kid, or I think it's stupid from the school district. But in Wyoming, uh, a school district plans to reopen an isolated school to serve a single student entering kindergarten this fall in Laramie, uh, the Laramie Boomerang. And who doesn't? Who doesn't uh, get the Laramie Boomerang? Uh, reports that Cozy Hollow School is about 60 miles north of Laramie. It's a modular classroom. It's already there, but it hasn't been used in about a decade. It'll be the second one-student school in the Albany County School District. They're only a few miles apart, but connecting roads are impassable much of the winter. So Wyoming law requires on-site education for isolated students when it's impossible to transport them to other schools. So the district apparently tried live streaming classes for isolated students, but I guess it didn't work well for the young kids or maybe we had streaming issues and they, you know, they need to get, uh, you know, they need to get faster high-speed internet. I don't know. Maybe they still have dial-up out in, in the Laramie, Wyoming. I don't know. But apparently, so now you've got two schools isolated Right, two buildings isolated for opening up for one student in the school. That means you got to have a teacher. So apparently, it's going to cost about one hundred and fifty thousand 
to do both these kids. All right, so it's going to cost you seventy five thousand a year uh, to bring the the one kid to one school and seventy five thousand to bring the other kid to the other school. You know, teachers, good stuff. What? There's got to be a better way. And plus, you're the kid. I mean, you you you're going to uh, the you're going to the school, which is you know the modular school, you know, a trailer out in the middle of nowhere, uh, and that's your school, and you're there all by yourself. Weird. Really, I, I, Wyoming's got to do something about that. And, and maybe the kid's happy with it. I don't know. Maybe you live in Wyoming, you're happy with it. It's possible. It's possible. And in North Carolina, as long as we're on school news, in North Carolina, they're changing, or they're going to, they want to change how the school grades their students. Why was this not around when I was in school, you know, back in the early 1700s? So it's always been... Uh, you need a score of 90 or above to get an A, right? A minus, A, a plus, A, whatever. But you got to be in between 100 and a 90 to get the A. And, you know, 80 and 90 is the B, 70, you know, so on down the line. Well, now uh, in North Carolina, and this might be true in many places around America already. I just don't, I'm not aware of it. Um, 100 to 85 is now an A. 84 to 70 is a B. 69 to 55 is a C. 54 to 40 is a D. And you got to be below 40 to get an F. That's good living. That's good living in high school. There's no doubt about that. You don't have to put much effort in to get a 40. And if you care, you want to be out. But that's the dumbing down of America right there. But I, I mean, to put to get a 40%. To still get a passing grade, that's good living in school. Anyway, you pull that off sleeping. If you if you can't get a forty in school without with very little work at all, my friends, you do not deserve to be in school. That's the case. You do not deserve to be in school. All right. So, how healthy are you? Are you healthy? You ready to go? Because I'm looking at the bloomberg healthiest country index and oh my gosh uh it's a it's an exciting index so apparently 169 economies according to the factors that contribute to overall health uh, we're up and this first was published a couple years ago 2017 so now we've got a new one this year 2019 and uh they've got the rankings for the healthiest country index and where do you think the U.S. stands? Right on the top, because we're you know we're the biggest country, we're the healthiest, we're going to be some of the healthiest, right? Uh, yeah, no, you would you would think that, but no, not according to the Bloomberg Healthiest Country Index. Uh, they evaluated health variables and risks ranging from those of behavioral, natural, environmental characteristics. The final index only included nations with at least 0.3 million population and sufficient data. 169 World Health Organization states met the criteria to be included. So the United States of America coming in at 35. Yes, we're ranked at 35. We moved down a notch in 2017. We were 34 of the healthiest countries in the world. That's unbelievable. So you're, and if you move up the list, what's number 30? Cuba. Cuba is healthier than us? I think not. 
I think not. Cuba is not held. I'm sorry. I do not believe that. I do not. I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Let's move up the list. Let's see who else is above. 34 other countries are above us, and there's no way Cuba is better than us. The Czech Republic. I mean, I sold my condo in the Czech Republic a while ago, so I'm not sure how healthy they are now, but I can tell you they weren't uh, they weren't that healthy in the past. South Korea, maybe, I guess. All right, let's do the top 10. Top 10. Uh, number 10, coming in at number 10, Israel, Norway, Singapore, Australia, Sweden, Switzerland, Japan. Japan, there's countries they are going to be dead in 100 years. They're not even making babies, but they're healthy. Iceland, number three. Number two, Italy. And number one, Spain as the healthiest country in the world. Thanks to the Bloomberg Health Index. Isn't that great? And the United States of America coming in at number 35. That's amazing. Just amazing. Let's go. Apparently, when I'm recording uh, Chewing the Fat, it doesn't matter if we got work to do in the studio, we'll just come in. We'll just come in. We'll just set up. Oh, you know, there might be a time when we can, this is the only time we can set up a tripod and move cameras around. This is the only time we can unplug and plug in things under the under the desk. Yeah, Amazing, isn't it? Uh, we're checking equipment now. That's good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Seriously, take your time. There's no, it's just, just nothing but time for you guys. Nothing but time. Come on in. Is there more? Is there more? Because there's only two of you now. If there's more, we've got more stuff to move around or anything. We'll go ahead. we got a few more guys coming in. Take a Nothing but time for you. Nothing but time for you guys. That's all. We're just here for you. Just here for you. Just here for you. Hey, it looks great. Thanks, man. You guys, you guys really know how to put up a tripod. Is that it? Thank you. I really don't know what the heck they were, they were, they came in and out. They just, they had to move, they had a camera set up here. They looked like they were filming something and then they decide, Hey, it doesn't matter what's going on in the studio. We'll just come in and take it down. We don't need it. We're just going to take it down. Oh, okay. No problem. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it at all. It doesn't matter. It's your stupid show. Chewing the fat. We don't care about you. Okay. That's where we're at. Good news from coming from a child psychiatrist, though, because we've been uh, struggling with um, the point of raising babies. And uh, Dr. Anna Shear, or Shire, S-H-I-E-R, uh, she's a double board certified physician in psychiatry and child and adolescent psychiatry. Double board. I, that, that's huge. Now, we know that babies are defined as gender-neutral babies who aren't coerced one way or the other to behave the way stereotypes of their natural-born sexes might. Oh, I hate those. Man, I hate those. Well, she uh, said that from her experience, it's important to avoid pushing children into male-female stereotypes. I hate that. I hate that, pushing them into male-female stereotypes. Now, unless you tell them, uh, that's a boy or that's a girl part. They don't even know. They don't even know. So uh, just get over your little self, okay? 
children. We don't want our children to become pigeonholed. All right. So just get over your little your little story with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I found this story interesting. I thought this had been around for a while. I saw it. I've been seeing it uh, posted everywhere for the last I don't know week, week and a half, maybe two weeks. And I keep thinking, man, I, I've seen that before. I thought that was just making it. You know, every, you know how stories get up on. Uh, on the interwebs, on the internet and Facebook and Twitter, and then they make the rounds again. So like a, a year-old story, especially on Facebook, it happens a lot. Um, a story will start making the rounds again, and it's like, that story is two years old. But it you know, it resurfaces ever so often. That's what I thought this story was. But apparently not. I mean, they're making a big deal out of this Terry Robinson uh, out of Spring, Texas. Um, he posted his, uh, his uh, where he's going to retire to uh, on his Facebook post. It's got, you know hundreds of thousands of, uh, of shares and people commenting. And it's a fascinating thought about how, how to retire. So instead of moving into a nursing home, uh, he's planning on spending his retirement years at Holiday Inn. Uh, he listed the reasons in his Facebook post um, why he's going to spend uh, his golden years at the hotel chain. Now, the average cost of a nursing home, he claims, is $188 a day. Okay, uh, if you have a long-term discount or a senior discount, and you you can get a room at Holiday Inn for under sixty dollars a night. So, and breakfast is included there, and some of the Holiday Inns have happy hours with uh, some stuff in the afternoon. So, according to his math, it's going to leave him uh, about one hundred and twenty-eight dollars, one hundred twenty-nine dollars a day for lunch and dinner. Uh, you know, for extra cash, if you figure that you're going to. Uh, if you're going to, if you base it on the $188 a day plan. So, and you know, that means you can, you know, room service, laundry, gratuities, movies, um, uh, the holiday inns have spas, swimming pools, workout, ra- workout rooms, lounges, washer and dryers. If you want to do it yourself, he figures that if you tip the workers five bucks a day, you'll have them scrambling to help you. I find that hard. I think you're going to have to tip a little bit more than five bucks, but you know, we're going with your plan. Uh, and they treat you, you know, he's happy. He wants to be treated like a customer, not a patient. That's kind of a good point. You should be treated like a customer at the nursing homes instead of a patient as well. And he makes a big deal about, uh, the staff will, you know, Hey, if something goes wrong, they'll call you an ambulance or the undertaker. I mean, they'll take care of that for you. So you're good. And he talks about, tell your family, Hey, come and visit me anytime. And, uh, you know, they stay a few days, a mini vacation. It's in another room could be probably another floor uh and you still get to spend some time with them down in down in the lobby or at the poolside the grandkids can swim it's great plus uh with that little extra money if you save a little bit of that extra money you could travel right i mean holiday ends have 11 over 1100 locations around the globe so you could be anywhere and travel and stay at the holiday Inn. now you know so that's going to fluctuate a little bit of your pricing plan but i like the idea and I like the thought of using uh, Holiday Inn as your retirement plan and your retirement home instead of an actual retirement home. I like that a lot. So I could turn into my new plan. Although Holiday Inns, now what's that? Are they even two-star? I mean, I... Man, you get, you get two-star or below. You start... That's, that's, that's almost... That's almost camping level. 
I'm not saying Holiday Inns are camping level because so this guy, the Holiday Inns, most of them got to be at least two stars, right? I mean, you're not. I'm not going to retire. Well, first of all, I'm never going to retire. I know that already. That's an impossible feat for me. Retirement is not going to happen. But if you were, I was going to, and I was going to use uh, Terry Robinson's plan of using a hotel. And his plan is using Holiday Inn. It would have to be, you know, two stars or above. I, I can't. I mean, you get below two stars, you're camping. And I'm not, I don't even want to camp now, let alone when I'm retired. Oof, that's not fun. <laughs>